Hey everybody, welcome to Come Follow Me Daily Dose. I'm Lindsay Hansen and today is January 18th. Today we are going to continue in this week's Come Follow Me block and we're going to jump over into 1 Nephi chapter 8. We're going to take a look at some parts of Lehi's dream. Now we're not going to get as deep into this as we normally would because next week we're going to see Nephi's version of Lehi's dream. Same dream, same vision. It's just Nephi has a tour guide helping him to navigate that dream. And so we'll talk more about this dream next week when we've got the angel being a tour guide for us about that dream. But there are some things here that we don't necessarily see or that we're not necessarily going to pay attention to much next week. So let's jump in and let's see what we can learn here. First of all, something that I've always found kind of interesting about Lehi's dream is that Lehi's dream, he starts in the dark and dreary wilderness. It's not that he travels into the dark and dreary wilderness. It's just when the dream starts, that's where he is. And I like that because it helps us see that you and I live in this world. We live in a difficult time, in a difficult period of history. We live in a difficult world where it is sometimes hard to be genuine followers and disciples of Christ. But it's not because we've wandered into that world or we've chosen that world. We just find ourselves in that world. And I love this vision because it shows us what we can do now that we've found ourselves in that world. It's not a choice necessarily that we made to live in the time that we're living in or surrounded by the evils that we are surrounded by, but we find ourselves here. And so this chapter teaches us what we can do now that we are here, now that this is the world that we're living in, what do we do about it? Now in verse eight, it says, and after I had traveled for the space of many hours in darkness, I began to pray unto the Lord that he would have mercy on me according to the multitude of his tender mercies. I love this verse because it teaches us that even Lehi, even this amazing prophet, made the mistake of trying to do it all on his own at first before turning to God. It says that he was traveling in this darkness for many hours, and then he began to pray to the Lord that he would have mercy. Do we sometimes do that? Do we sometimes carry a load longer than we need to carry it? Or do we sometimes find ourselves just trying to get through things for longer than we should before we turn to God to help us with our situations or our problems? It's a good reminder to turn to the Lord, allow him to help us, invite him in, and not just try to muster through it on our own for hours first. And then it says, he asks that the Lord would have mercy on him according to the multitude of his tender mercies. Remember, what's the purpose for Nephi writing here? Yes, it's to persuade us to believe in the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, but his kind of thesis sentence in 1 Nephi chapter 1 verse 20 is he wants to show us that the tender mercies of the Lord are over all whom the Lord hath chosen according to their faith. One of the themes that Nephi gives us is showing us God's mercy. And so here it's no different. Lehi is wandering. He's struggling in this darkness. And when he prays to God, he prays for those tender mercies to be upon him. Now, a really quick interjection. I love Lehi's dream. I absolutely love these verses, both chapter 8 and Nephi's interpretation of it that we're going to study next week. 
Lehi's dream is so powerful and can teach us so many things. Elder Bednar once said that Lehi's dream identifies the path that we should follow, the challenges we will encounter, and the spiritual resources available to assist us in following and coming unto the Savior. Pressing forward on the straight and narrow path is what he would have us do. Tasting of the fruit of the tree and becoming deeply converted unto the Lord are the blessings he yearns for us to receive. Hence, he beckons us, come, follow me. And so that is what we're going to see here. And keep that in mind. God is using this dream to teach us how to survive in the dark and dreary wilderness. He's trying to teach us how to come unto him. And I think that that is one of the first steps is by recognizing that we need his help and approaching him and relying on his mercies. So Lehi sees the tree, the fruit, he partakes of it. And it's so amazing that he's filled with a desire that his family should experience it too. So he looks around and it says, and I beheld your mother Sariah and Sam and Nephi, and they stood as if they knew not whither they should go. I think that that's such an interesting teaching there, because sometimes even the best people, even those who are trying to follow Christ, sometimes they don't quite know the way. Sometimes they need help being pointed towards the Savior. I feel like sometimes the really great people in our ward, the people who have served as Relief Society presidents or the people who have served in bishoprics, sometimes we overlook them because we think, oh, they're okay. They're doing good. They have a testimony. They've served in these high callings. They're great. But even sometimes the best of people need help and need to be pointed towards the Savior. They need help coming to Christ. And so I love this example to call out and reach to even people that you might not think need that help, but to reach out and call to everyone and bring everyone closer to Christ. Okay, so continuing on, sometimes it's really helpful when studying the tree of life to just kind of draw it out. My kids come follow me study this week as I asked them to make a comic book of this story, and they did such a cute job. My daughter's was a cat family, and the fruit of the tree was pizza. <laughs> it doesn't have to be super doctrinal, but it was really fun for them. And sometimes it really helps us study this if we can kind of draw it out and get a feel for where everything is. The first time I did that, I noticed something really, really interesting. First of all, the field, which represents the world, is near where the tree of life is. It's near where this fruit is. And then if you jump over into verse 19, it says, And I beheld a rod of iron, and it extended along the bank of the river and led to the tree. And then you read down even more and it says there are these group of people who are holding onto the iron rod and pressing forward and they get to the path which leads to the tree. And it says, and it came to pass that there arose a mist of darkness, yea, even an exceedingly great mist of darkness. Now, what's fascinating to me, especially as we consider the geography of all this, is that the river, which represents the depths of hell, the field, which represents the world, and the myths of darkness, which represents the temptations of the adversary, all three of these really difficult, hard things all run right alongside the iron rod or directly over it. The myths of darkness goes right over the iron rod. I think sometimes we feel like if we're doing everything right, 
if we are studying our scriptures, if we are holding tight to the word of God through the scriptures and through the living prophets, if we just do everything right, then we won't experience the temptations of the devil. We won't experience the heaviness of the world. We won't experience the depths of hell. But my friends, Lehi's dream teaches us that even the righteous, and maybe especially the righteous, will go through these hard things. Even and especially the righteousness will experience the temptations of the adversary. Even and especially the righteous will experience the weight of worldliness in the world. Even and especially the righteous will experience the feelings of the depths of hell. The midst of darkness wasn't over the great and spacious building. That river of water, it wasn't running through the great and spacious building. It was running by the path and running by the iron rod. My friends, righteous living doesn't exclude us from difficult things. It's not a path to an easy life. But my friends, righteous living does guarantee us strength to get through the hard things, faith to get through the hard things, and someone to turn to who can help carry our burden when things feel like too much. Thank you so much for listening today. If you're enjoying this podcast, make sure to follow us on social media, subscribe, like, comment, or share. This has been Come Follow Me, Bailey Dose, and I'm Lindsay Hansen.